I think it was MTV. It was like MTV or VH1, one of those networks. They was just like, they want to use your track as um, for the promo for this new show that's coming out. I was just like, dope. Like, that's that's a dope opportunity. They was just like, but um, we need one of these synths switched out because it's a little bit too harsh. Can you switch it out and send it to us? Like, in a, in a couple hours. I was just like, um shoot i was like i can't say no right but i'm like i'm in the middle of atlanta right now um i live way up north of atlanta so i'm like okay yo what's good this is clint your host on the music is my business podcast the podcast where you can gain insight and learn proven strategies to build and monetize your music career if you want your questions answered live join me on youtube at clint music on wednesdays at 12 p.m eastern time and let's chop it up now let's dig into this week's episode. If you're trying uh, to sam- license something that's been sampled and it's like uh, like a big record or you know a popular song from some other artists and major publishers are on it, um, it's, it's going to be hard, um, if even possible, because it's just like a lot of people don't want to deal with the the licensing side of that. Um, if there's a lot of like sample base, unless they have like a budget and time to clear all that stuff. Um, usually that would not be the first place I would start. Um, if, if that's the vibe that you do, I would try and create stuff that's, that has that same sample based vibe. And then, um, you know, just kind of, kind of go from there. But yeah, samples, samples can be a headache in, in licensing, man. Yeah, if, if it's something that has to be cleared, like I I would probably I don't know. I would probably stay away from it. Um because it could it could be, yeah, it could be crazy. What's up, King Dave NBA? Nah, man, you're not late, man. You made it. <clears throat> aura, okay. Aura, aura, aura. I can't talk today. I quit. Uh, let's see. Uh, let me see. Shout out to Jeff Blackwell, man. That's the homie. The question is, do you feel it's better to focus more on TV film placements or trailer music placements? Uh, because they both have different things they both want. That's a great question. Um, it depends on what you want to do personally. Like that's that's going to be like a, a per producer, composer, uh situation because like if you love doing trailers and stuff then um then you can focus on that because that's like a whole lane in itself from you know your regular tv instrumental background cues and things like that um they're literally like two different lanes so i do i probably i do more tv film placements more than trailers um a recent project i was working on it was, it was like a it's a trailer project but they like i did my thing but then they send it off to like an actual trailer composer to trailerize it which is like a whole nother process and um i had to format that a little bit differently than i usually format tv cues um just because you know trailers are different like there's there's literally just like an entirely different structure which is really cool and interesting 
um but yeah it just depends on the lane that you want to go down i like to try everything at least once and then you know if it's something that i can just add to my to my tool belt and if somebody hits me up for trailer music like yeah i can do that too um so it just depends on what you want to focus on um or if you want to do both you know what i mean but i think a lot of times um it's good to kind of specialize in something because i think people like companies want to know who they can hit up to do certain things like for the, the project i work on like they knew i can produce like an r&b hip-hop track and then the other composer they know like he can knock out trailers really quick or trailerize an r&b and hip-hop track that was you know formatted as just like a regular track so i think it just depends man but yeah that's a dope question what's up brown human Mario says, am I allowed to use a trailer effect whoosh to add power to the music from a sound library like 8DO? That's the one thing holding me back. 8DO is made for composers, so I don't know if you do. Um, I, I don't know what 8... I've never used 8DO, so I'm not sure. Usually they have some type of licensing terms or something. If it's made for composers, nine times out of ten, you can probably use that. Um, usually stuff like effects and swishes and all of that stuff usually you can use it like they want you to use it for um the compositions that you make uh for tv and film so you should be good but um i would double check make sure you you go over um whatever terms like if they have like a a fax uh page or something like that usually they'll list out the details on things like that but yeah don't let that hold you back man um you know do what you got to do find whatever sounds or libraries you got to find that you know for sure you can you can do that um but don't let that hold you back man and, and keep you from from putting that music out there and getting it placed all right let's see Young Star Pride, what's up? Thanks for coming through. The question is, what's your take on orchestral hybrid trailers? Is there actually money in it or is it too oversaturated? Um, nah, man, there, I mean, there's money in, in all of it. Um, it and it's, 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 never, it's never oversaturated, man, because it's, it's just like, some, somebody asked me it was just like why would you uh why would you share all this information um with the possibility of it slowing your work down i was just like yo like the work i have i can't even keep up with everything like it's so much man it's too much to be selfish um it's so much content being created like all these streaming platforms and services just it just it's bananas man like and I, I think I was on, what was I? I was on something. I think I was on IG Live or something, showing people um, uh, a cue sheet from my CSAC. And it was like 140 something cues in one 45 minute episode. 
on the, just one show. Like that's one show, one episode on one network. 140 something cues. That's like 140 opportunities to get your music placed. Um, so yeah. It's money and everything. It always ranges from zero to thousand. But if you're doing a trailer, usually you'll get something um, for a trailer. Just depends on the terms, where it's aired, how long, what it's for, all of that stuff. King Dave NBA, man, welcome. Is there a way I can contact you and possibly pick your brain or receive mentoring? I need guidance, bro. Please, everyone's trying to rob me. No cap. Man, run away from the thieves, bro. So, um, I do one-on-one consultations. If you want um, some time and, and like some personal one-on-one mentoring, um, I do hourly sessions. Those can be booked um, at the website, the link below. Um, so that's how I do that. That's the best way to do it. Um, for me, it allows us to block some time off and um, and just chop it up, man. We do a, uh, I do them via Zoom. So, you know, we do a face-to-face and um, I'm an open book, man. I share whatever I can share to help you get you from point A to point B. Um, so that's, that's what those are for. got one from Lonnie Davis what's up Lonnie thanks for coming through the question is what if you're trying to get anime TV show placements um so find the anime TV shows that you think your music will work well for go on some site like IMDB or or Google who does the music for whatever the show is and then like become a stalker for like the next 24 to 48 hours and and find out like who's a part of the music for that show uh, once you find that out then you can start finding contact information start reaching out to them maybe there's a, a music library that handles um, music for those kind of shows and specialize in it so you just have to do that uh, that research to find out who's working in the music department um, who's placing that music and um, and get it out there Appreciate you coming through. VO Beats, what's up? Robbie, what's up? All right, let me go through. Shout out to everybody, man. Y'all always have the dopest questions. Um... And it's dope that you guys ask them because it's like, it's so many people who have the same questions. And that's that's why I do it on here because I know like a lot of people, um, a lot of people would benefit from uh, from hearing you guys' question here on, on YouTube and the, the podcast. I do these, I post these on um, the podcast as well. Music is my business podcast. Uh, so yeah you guys are helping a lot of people young star says is it better to go with a smaller library boutique or a big conglomerate like universal sony i've gotten in with both but i'm not sure if i field my 
plate way too much at once um <clears throat> yeah I, I know what you mean so i kind of like a shoot i i like a if you can get both i think it's dope because universal and sony is going to have access um to a lot of opportunities and you know universal sony's emails are going to get opened up uh for pitches right because they're universal and sony so i think if you have both in your corner you have some of those small boutique libraries who have um just as good relationships with you know maybe a, a smaller network but you know they have good relationships with them um that you know that they can leverage i think it's good to have some of those and then if you have a connection at universal or sony or bmg or whatever um to utilize those resources as well um and then just kind of take a step back and see who's working the most for you like send some tracks out to both are the smaller ones getting you more placements or is sony universal getting you more placements because um, at the end of the day i'm gonna rock with the one that's giving me more placements so if sony and universal ain't ain't putting that work in hey i'm gonna i'm gonna spend more time with the smaller library and keep filling them up uh with content so we can keep getting placements together so that's kind of how how i manage it a good question Winfred Winfred what's up bro uh, absolutely man uh, appreciate you coming through Royal J voiceover thank you I appreciate it glad you guys are enjoying the info Cruz J, what's up? Uh, the question is, would you recommend initially submitting your music to libraries with a producer tag on each beat as a precaution? Absolutely not. Um, no producer tags in music licensing. If you... So, I have a tag, right? And I throw it in my beats, but it's not like Clint Beats or Clint Productions. Like, you don't hear that. It's just... It's me doing a vocal and I'm just like, woo. And it's like, you hear it in this track. It's in this track. That's a tag, but um, it's something that just sounds like a vocal chop. Like they're not gonna know. Like I'll know, but they're not gonna know that's that's a tag. Um, so unless you have something like that, I would steer away from it because they don't like it. They don't like tags. Um, so yeah, I just wouldn't do it. Yeah, like they will they will send that joint back and be like you gotta take that out i've had that happen to me before shout out to young star he's absolutely right chance uh chance drops all of those are are cool Mackinac says, your boy just got the complete control M32 and complete 13. It's a wrap, bro. You got everything you need right there. Man, complete is complete is complete. Like it's it's just it's everything, man. Like everything I use, especially for TV and film, man, it's 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 either complete or atmosphere. It's coming from those two things. Um 
Yeah. Exactly, VO. Like, slide it in there. They have no idea that they're listening to a producer tag. Yeah, you can absolutely score um, anything with uh, <laughs> with complete man. <clears throat> What's up, Ryan? Ryan says, I'm not new to beat making, but I do wonder about the mixing and master process. How do you normally have that handled? I run Studio One Five and also Akai Mini Beats. Um, so I mix and master everything myself just to make it just to make it easier for when I'm submitting music and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, that's I mean that just makes it it just makes it easy for for me. So I just learned how to mix and master. Um, I do it all in the session and then I'll uh, sometimes I'll even bounce out like stems and create a, like an alternative session with things uh, bounced out as audio in case I change like plugins or something over the years. Um, and that's usually how I do it. That way, if I, if they hit me up and it's like, yo, we need this edited or we need to switch this sound out, can you bounce out, bounce out another version? Like I already have it all in one session. I don't have to go outside of, you know, to another master mixing engineer uh, to get those versions out. So my turnaround times are like super quick. Um, so that's, that's how I deal with it. Uh, I think I've seen another one from Tay. What's up, Tay? Uh, the question is, how many library companies should you take on if you already got a response from another company, uh, who's interested in your music? Um, so this is, this is what I do, like starting out, or this is what I did. Um, so I will reach out to as many as I could. If I had one that was interested, that's cool. But then I would still line some more up and I would sign with with a handful. Um, so I had a combination of non-exclusives in there, had some exclusive deals. And then I would just kind of spread some spread some tracks out to each one. So I had I don't know, like, I don't know, five. It's probably like five to seven that I was signed with. Um, and I would just send work to to each one as many as I can if the if my music fit or whatever for what they were looking for and then um do the same thing I would just wait and see you know what starts to land not wait like I was always creating but I would I would take inventory on on who was placing what as much as I could and then you know started to gravitate more towards the ones that were working more were working better for me uh, versus the ones that you know weren't getting me as many placements um so that's that's the approach that i took um so yeah if you got a response that's that's cool um nothing's official until until you sign paperwork anyway so you know you're still able to you know entertain some some other deals until you find what you know what works and makes sense for you Tiny says, can you share an experience that fired you, fired you up, motivated you like crazy about music licensing for TV and film? Um, man, bro, like 
my my first one my first placement fired me up like i was interested in tv and film but that first placement um that first placement made it a reality right so i was with i was with a library not a library it was a publisher exclusive deal everything i did had to go through them it's kind of whack but they did some tv stuff and i cranked out a lot of music during those those three years for them um based off briefs and like never landed anything until like i think we were getting close to i think i had maybe like a, a little over a year year and a half left in our deal um and i woke up was getting ready to go to the gym and then i had checked the website because sometimes they have like different briefs or sometimes they'll post recent placements and then i seen my picture under the recent placements uh category and they were scrolling up and it said uh said nfl network and it was one of my tracks that i got placed on nfl network thursday night football during some some highlights um that fired me up like that moment was super dope i was late to the gym um but i made it <laughs> but i was geeked like i don't even think i worked out for the whole time i was like yo i gotta get to work but um that fired me up so that one that one placement i think they used uh they used maybe 20 something seconds but over time i ended up making like five to six hundred dollars from that one placement um because once once the nfl network used it then it got picked up by fox sports um then they started using it and um i ended up making like six hundred dollars like from 20 second clips of, of music being used on on those networks so i was just like yo like that's just one so i was like man like if i can if i can do this multiple times and just keep adding tracks on tracks on tracks over the years it can add up so that fired me up i was just like man this i gotta see what this is about but i was like i was frustrated because it was um the deal it was an exclusive deal so i couldn't send music to anybody else like and i feel like they weren't really putting in um a lot of work like based on the opportunities that i was seeing out there just on my own research and that's when i was just like okay once i'm out of this deal like I'm about to go hard and I'm gonna try and get 10 TV placements in a year. And then that's um, that's when I started documenting my journey, seeing how long it would take me from, be, from like the start till however long it took me to get 10 TV placements. And I just, you know, documented everything and what I was doing, what I had to do to make sure the music was ready, you know, how to find the companies. Um, and that's that's what I did and then um like a couple what was it a couple years ago and i just turned it into into a course to help other people do the same thing so yeah that that fired me up i um i went and got i got some chick-fil-a i got the large the large lemonade too <laughs> that was a good question tiny Young Star, what's your craziest deadline story? That's the question. Okay, 
let's i got a couple of them let's go with one so man all right so i'm gonna keep this up so people know so if somebody new is joining they know what i'm talking about all right so i'm out i'm out and about driving around the city i was uh i was a field tech in it uh when i had my day job so i was out driving around on some calls and um i got hit up from a publisher it was just like yo um this new this new show on mtv i think it was mtv it was like mtv or vh1 one of those networks they was just like they want to use your track as um for the promo for this new show that's coming out i was just like dope like that's that's a dope opportunity they was just like but um we need one of these synths switched out because it's a little bit too harsh can you switch it out and send it to us like in a in a couple hours i was just like um shoot i was like i can't say no right but i'm like i'm in the middle of atlanta right now um i live way up north of atlanta so i'm like okay i was like yeah no problem like emailed him like his note like i'm sitting at home ready to bounce these tracks out right so i was just like yeah so <clears throat> the call i had i had finished up i think either i had another one later or that was gonna be my last one i think i had another one later but i had enough time in between the call that i was on and then the next stop that i had to make um so i i drove back home like i rushed back home and i was just like okay i'm gonna try and knock this joint out i know i still got the session so i opened up the session right this joint was done like man it was probably like four years old they hit me up about a track that was four years old so i opened up the session it's four years old so i don't have most of the plugins that i used four years ago in this session because i went through at least two computers in the last the last four years um i had a i had a mac desktop and then i had uh, my macbook so I went through a couple computers, so I lost some sounds um, during that process. So now I'm like, yo, I don't have any of these sounds, like these plugins. So I was just like, okay, clock is ticking. By this time, I only have like an hour left. So I go through each track and I have to find sounds that sound similar to the original track. So I'm playing, I only have a WAV file of the original track. So I'm listening to the track, like singling out mentally each track, trying to find the sound that sounds most similar to each sound on this track. It was bananas. So I'm going through that. Luckily the drums were good because I bounced them out as audio and I learned a lesson after this joint. But um, so I finally got most of the sounds matched up even though they were in totally different plugins, I matched them up, changed the sound that they wanted me to change, and then sent it off within that that two hour window. And um, I was just like, and I had to like kind of remix it as well because again, I didn't have some of the, the mixing plugins that I was using. So I had to like literally re-input, re-input all the sounds, refine sounds, like I was going through sound by sound. Um, had to remix the joint, remaster it, then bounce it out, bounce the stems out again, and then send it to them. 
and I've, I've made it. I met the deadline, got the promo placement. That was the most insane deadline that I had to do because of everything that had to go into getting it. And they didn't say, I was just like, yo, like, I wonder if they gonna notice the difference. They did not notice the difference in the sounds, in the mix, nothing. Like they didn't say anything. Um, so yeah, it was crazy. Like that was a that was some some hustle, no excuse mentality work right there. Uh, yeah. Now I gotta find a question so I can take it off. There we go. Um, so this is another question. What do you think uh, about Soup's music libraries, publishers who wants a cut of your writing share? Um, I've I've heard of it. Um, so this is and and I've I've done it as well with um, just depending on the deals that I have uh, with the team of producers that I work with um, personally. Uh, we'll do, you know, a 50-50 writer share cut um, because something like the publisher will take 100% of the publisher share. Um, so it depends on what what you're you're comfortable with. Right. So if if somebody has an opportunity, they have a relationship with the publisher um, that has a pretty good chance of getting your music placed. Um, and they're they're kind of doing the publishing for you, um, but because that publisher has a hundred percent of the publisher share, um, they kind of have to get something as well. So that's where that kind of that fifty fifty writer split comes in. Um, if you don't want to do that, then you can always you know find your own publishers um, and then keep a hundred percent of your writer share as well. Um, and that's cool. It just depends on on what you're comfortable with. Um, and if you trust uh, the the people too that that's doing that, you know what I mean. So that's that's a big that's a big thing too. Um, you just want to make sure they're people you can you can trust and make sure that the you know they'll get you some placements. Um, but yeah, I try to uh, I try and get as direct as possible so that you know I can get uh, my producers like their a hundred percent writer share, but. Sometimes it just depends on on the situation. If it's a good opportunity, um, the publisher's keeping a hundred percent, then we'll just do a, a 50-50 on the writers. That way you can make you can make music, send it off. 50% is better than zero percent um, of a hundred. You know what I mean? Like it's cool to have a hundred percent of your writer share, but if that joint ain't getting placed, then you go you go see zero percent. Uh yeah, so I'm just reading uh reading through the comments. So this is a good point, Cruz J. Basically, anything you get placed should be bounced out as audio in regards to the stems. Exactly. Um, great point. Everything should be bounced out as audio. Have them joints done. 
um, so you don't have to go through what I went through in that situation. Um, also keep that session because uh, remember they wanted that one of those sounds changed too. So if I would have only had the audio tracks, then I would have to go in and replay everything uh, with a new, you know, VST or whatever. Um, so, but because I had that session, I had the MIDI, all I had to do was just literally select a different sound and I was good to go. Um, so yeah, man, it, that was crazy. What's up, Steven? Uh, for someone new starting out, what's the main thing they should be focusing on? Um, the, uh, quality music, man. Focusing on um, making sure your, your structure and everything is legit. And then once you know you have, you know, some, some solid music uh, where the mix is good and master is good, it doesn't have to be like Grammy Award winning quality mastering right just something that isn't it doesn't sound super low in volume or it's not super clipping uh but just you know comparable to some of your your favorite songs if you play something in itunes or on spotify like play your track next to it does the volume sound kind of even or is yours way down here um just do that comparison and then once your music is good and solid then it's time to to start uh finding music licensing companies who uh who want your music um and who place a lot of the kind of music that that you make um, so those are those are like the first two things to really focus on when starting out appreciate you coming through steven with another question is it good to sign with a library company that only uh do back-end payouts um yeah i mean it's it's again it goes down it goes back to what your goals are what you want to get out of you know your music licensing career um if you want all upfront payments or more upfront payments then you should probably focus on commercials or like syncs syncing full songs to films or something getting the upfront fee um that way um or you can even put your put your music on websites like premiumbeat.com or pond5 where they'll give you it's a smaller fee like a upfront license fee but you get an upfront fee uh, with the possibility of getting some royalties but it just depends now i will say i've done work with a lot of i still do work with companies where everything is like back end for the most part i got i rarely see upfront payments but like a part of my strategy is building a massive catalog of music that's constantly getting used on tv so that you know every quarter i know i have some money coming in from csac uh, from tracks that that are working for me while you know i'm doing what working on other stuff that that could that's paying me up front or working on other projects that you know that i enjoy while those tracks are working for me so that's that's kind of my mindset um with the whole back-end royalty thing is just building you know a big catalog of stuff that's that's gonna pay me um 
you know, for hopefully she passed past my life. <laughs> so just depends on what you, you know, what you're trying to do. Young Star said, how many years realistically to make full-time income in this business? That's tough. It's different for everybody. I would say, man, like, okay, if you want to start from like the beginning, the beginning, like when I like got interested in production till now, that's like a 15. No, I started, I started getting in production, like making beats when I was like 16. And then you got all of those years of super trash beats uh, from like 16 to like uh, in my 20s. Um, and it wasn't until like my mid 20s where I really got a lock like on my sound and mixing and stuff like that. So that was like, that was like a 10 year process just to get good, like just to present presentable music. Um, and then, and then I'll say another um what like another eight years just learning business learning marketing learning about how to build a brand and how to talk to people um it's a process man so like depending on when you start be prepared to put in um some years of some years of work because uh, it you know i don't know sometimes it, it seems like it happens quick for people but it's just like it's years behind the scenes that you don't see of somebody like working on their craft like i mean shoot like i wasn't on social media until um you know it's like some years ago like social media wasn't even a thing when i was like learning my craft so you may see young kids now freaking blow up in like five years just because of the internet like they can learn everything they need to learn in one place on youtube um Whereas, you know, it was a little bit different when I was younger, we didn't have those resources. So um, I would say, don't look for overnight success. Keep your head down, keep working um, and write down your goals, write down your vision, write down what you wanna do um, so you can stay focused and then come up with a plan to make it happen. Figure out how you can monetize every single skill you have as a producer, as an artist, as a songwriter, an engineer, like everything you do, figure out a way um, to to present it to people um, in a way that it helps them and figure out how you can help solve other people's problems with the skills that you have. And if you can relate all of that and um, relate all of that to, to what you do as a musician, then um, you can make it happen. But yeah, I would say, man, just stay focused and, and plan to put in some work. What's up, creative? Appreciate you coming through, bro. Man, tsh, yeah, a lot of a lot of hours. Tiny said marketing back then was leaving the garage door open while you're making music. Yeah, it's crazy. It's just like everything is, is so different. Um, but yeah, like 
yeah, in today's industry, man, it's, it's just about creating multiple streams. Um, it's like I do, I lease, I do, I lease beats. Um, I do licensing, obviously. Uh, and then even in licensing, like there's different lanes. You got, you got upfront fees, you got royalties that you get from that. Um, sometimes you get like a scoring independent film situations. You have that. Then I do mixing and mastering. It's another service. Um, then I do consultations just as far as audio production, business stuff. Um, I have courses, have sound packs. I have um, YouTube, which YouTube monetizes videos and stuff like that. So I get ad revenue from that every month. Um, shoot, what else? Uh, uh, brand deals. Um, sponsored like just a bunch of different things man that just it all adds up and, and falls under clint productions essentially so yeah it's just about taking everything you have man and, and using it yes i have three tips specifically it's on my instagram page if y'all don't follow me on instagram uh make sure y'all follow me man i posted it i think it's it's not the the most recent post that's up now, but the post before that, um, or was it the yeah yeah? I think it's the post before that. But yeah, tips on beat block on my Instagram. Check that out. <clears throat> What's up, Jake? Jake says just downloaded your six steps to TV placement. So detailed yet so succinct. Thank you for the game. Excited to dive into your other materials as well. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Um, and glad that glad that helps, man. Like, uh, that's what I'm here for, man. For everybody who don't know, who doesn't know, like, how to get started. Like, and that's, that's like, one of the biggest challenges for, uh, for producers and artists and, and songwriters. It's like, honestly, it's like you hear the music all the time on TV when you watch it, but you never think, like, oh, this can be my music um how do i do that um so that's what the the six step guide to help you um do and see you know what those steps look like what you have to do um to get that process started so that's it guys man i'm about to hop off of here thank you again for coming through uh, the live and asking these dope questions um if you like the the information definitely be sure to like share and subscribe and um also i'm gonna give you guys this coupon code man i'm having a flash sale today um everything is 20 percent off um so if you go to shop.clintproductions.com everything is 25 percent off if you use that code today and today only so if y'all need mixing courses um music licensing courses how to structure your music for tv and film how to crush it on youtube how to market on social media i got all those courses on that joint 25 percent off today so grab whatever you need whatever you feel like will help you and um yeah man let it help you until next time y'all i am out peace Thank you for listening to the Music Is My Business podcast. If you haven't already subscribed, be sure to do so now so you can know every time I drop a new episode. If you found the information helpful, please be sure to rate and review the podcast so we can get this dope info out to more music entrepreneurs like you. I would greatly appreciate it.
Also, if you want to learn more about how to get your music placed in TV and film, visit ClintProductions.com today to download my free six-step guide to TV placements. These are the steps I took to land my first 10 TV placements in a little over a year. Thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you on the next one.